yeah, proprietary technology that, you know, is going to come with Bingo. that. So, yeah. Bingo. Or maybe they're just bankrupt of ideas. And it's <laughs> or maybe. That. <laughs> Blasphemy. Blasphemy. Are you saying Apple is not innovating anymore? No more innovation from Apple? Oh, snap. Hey, you guys want to hear? I'll tell you what Apple should do. Please. Episode 95 of Yats, every week, Wednesday night, right here, yet another techshow.com. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. Join me this evening. We got Ant Pruitt in the house. What's up, Ant? Hey, what's going on, Mr. Lee? We got Larry Press joining us also. What's up, Larry? Hi, guys. Good to see you. And from AOTA, Nick Carroll joining us. What's up, Nick? Hey, guys. Glad to be back. Good to have you back. Uh, all sorts of tech stuff going on. Kind of want to start out and mention the whole uh, Netflix price thing. You guys probably, I'm sure everybody that listens to this and that is here uh, is a Netflix subscriber and has been for, you know, a while. Uh, in a couple years, for all of us, we're going to be paying an extra buck. It's going to be eight ninety nine instead of seven ninety nine, right? But for new people... For, like, the 18 people that aren't on Netflix, <laughs> they're going to start out at eight ninety nine. Ant, you got any thoughts on this? Um, No, I don't really care because I'm, I'm getting quality content and a quality experience with Netflix. I sort of expect it to go up and... You know, yeah. it is what it is, especially yeah. now there's going to be some higher higher resolution video in our future, too. Oh, yeah. They're already using 4K. They just can't give it to us just yet. But you know that's coming, so I'm not mad. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, we use the heck out of it here. You know, I've got a rather large family, and we use it on multiple devices here. Not always at the same time, of course, but it's uh, we're getting our money's worth out of it. I'm surprised the price hasn't gone up already, you know, like my cable bill or other <laughs> other bills exactly. that go up. So it's, it's money well, well spent. Even if you are just somehow finding out about Netflix today, it's still worth that money. So, Dude, I remember when I first signed up for Netflix and I used to get the uh, Blu-ray packs and I would get, I want to say I signed up for the three, D, three DVDs slash Blu-rays out at yeah. a time. Yeah. And dude, I I think I was killing Netflix, killing them. They they had yeah. to be losing money on me because I yeah. would go to the office, come home, pop a Blu-ray in, send that back, that little rascal back, and do the same thing every single day. Wow. They're paying for that shipping. And then when I was in the office before we <laughs> decided to put some content filtering on, um, I was watching stuff while I was while I was working on things. So I mean, oh. I, I was killing them <laughs> i was i was a skeptic actually when when i first heard about it like many years ago mostly because of the dvd side of things like ah this is a fad this will never work and digital streaming stuff sounds cool but at the time i 
I was still skeptic, but my wife was like, you know, we're going to go and get it. I'm like, uh, okay. And it's been an investment we've had, I think, ever since. So, yeah. That's interesting if you think about, like, they made it as easy as you could have possibly have made it. Like, they sent them to you, and then they sent you a thing to put them in when you were done. And all you literally had to do was stick it in the mail. Like, pull a tab and then stick it in the mail. And I think, like... It was, like, morning routine. Yeah, yeah, right? (laughs) And... Way better than the BMG uh, CD scams back in the day where you'd sign up and get, like, 18 CDs for two cents. You know, like, this model, like, way, way more awesome. You know, if I think if if the old CD companies that were doing that instead of selling them were just, like, renting them and made it easy for, like, they would have lasted way longer and made way more money, I bet. Yeah, it's an interesting investment they made. You know, they, they actually put the money down to, to get that business going. But I think what really took off for them was the streaming side of things. So uh, they made their money back in droves. Well, that and like they were losing money on the disc? I think initially they probably were. So, but well, I, I think that they start- the movie selection on the disc was always terrific. I don't get them anymore, but they always had way more better movies than the streaming side. Yeah. And it was a lot less hassle than going to like Blockbuster or whatever. So, yeah. Well, and a lot of that was the deals, right? They had certain deals that were like, yeah, here's the disc, but you can't stream. Are you kidding? You want to put this on where? No, 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 never. You know, we still, we we do Hulu Plus too, just because they have a lot of movies that Netflix doesn't have, especially old movies, old classic kind of movies. You know, Hulu Plus, I I might be wasting money on there because I've probably used that service three times since I signed up for it. You know, and, and it's I know it's cheap. It's only what like eight bucks a month or something like that. But it might be time for me to let that one go. Yeah. Well, my wife has used the free service from time to time, but uh, we've considered paying for it. But we get so much out of Netflix, we've just never really. I don't think we've ever actually paid for Hulu yet. So, mm. and it's got ads. It's got ads anyways on the on the pay for service as well. That's, but. that's another thing. I'm like, I cannot skip this stupid ad, and yeah. I, I use it. Through um through a media server on the computer, so I can flip it over to the television, and you get the mouse action and so forth to try to skip through stuff. And that that damn ad is it has a pop up there that says, "Is this ad relevant to you?" No. Yet, when I try to click on it and say no. No. It, it just just ignores me. And, and it asks like you. It is relevant. Yeah, is this relevant to you? Well, I don't care. Here, here it is anyways. You're going to watch it, dude. Shut up. (laughs) I like how Facebook does that, and it's like, is this, do you want to see this ad? And you're like, no, and it's like, well, why? And, like, the option I always want to click is because it's an ad, but that's never on there. It's like, this this is spam, or it's not relevant. It's so stupid. Yeah, well, Hulu, you know, they, uh, they had even more ads in the past, and I guess a year, year and a half ago, I think they reduced the amount of ads they were getting, at least for the paid-for service. I know that's still still out there, but they received a lot of heat for that. And then speaking of ads on Facebook, I remember watching, uh, I think, uh, John John P. from GeekBeat. He was showing uh, when they they had switched uh, formats on Facebook to, like, a new, the more, most recent skin. And he was getting, like, ad, 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 person, then, like, eight ads in a row, then another person. So he had it bad as far as, like, the Jeez. number of ads compared to people, uh, you know, updates. So that was really bad. So. Good grief. 
I was getting that a lot on mobile. Not so much on like the web, and maybe because I I use yeah. mobile more, so I noticed yeah, it more and- there. But every time I seemed to use the web, I didn't really get that many. I'm using like AdBlock Plus and stuff like that. I don't know how well that works inside of Facebook, but it like I I don't see that lot a lot of ads on on the web, and I've I've really noticed it a lot. Speaking of that, because I, I kind of switched over to a clean Firefox install to kind of try and get these Hangouts going a little better, which. No, it doesn't seem like it's doing that much of a, a help, but uh, Google I, appreciates you just calling out their browser like that. I have to. Chrome is like a a pig. <laughs> like when Firefox no. had memory leak errors and problems like that during like version six, and people called them out on it. Guess what? They fixed it a couple versions later. Chrome is just getting like more and more. I had to reboot Chrome like four times to get the update to load. Like it just froze on like trying to load update or download update or whatever. And it just sat there at 0% for like five minutes. And I like came back in from a smoke. I was like, are you kidding? Had to okay, like, so that's Chrome's fault and not that artifact you call a laptop. Fault? I don't know, man. Internet Explorer <laughs> six runs just fine on it. So yeah. you tell it's me. It's a symbiotic relationship, more like parasitic, but yeah. Parasitic. <laughs> it is. I'll tell you also another problem with this other machine that's on XP. Never mind that. Uh, Java. <laughs> I use Java for one thing and one thing only, and it's this app for Android called Gmote. And you can like play things on your computer and stuff. I don't really use it much now that I moved, but Java has been asking me to update it for like the last four months now right and like i disable it in the browser and all that so it's not a big deal but so today i'm like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna do this i had some time i'm gonna update everything i'm gonna break some stuff i'm gonna fix some stuff it's gonna be all fine right i go to download it it downloads it goes to install it's like "Mm, no i can't do that something's corrupt with the java.msi thing i was like all right i went and cleared the app data cleared this deleted that Still wouldn't do it. I was like, all right. I uninstalled the existing Java, right? So now there's no Java at all. Rebooted. Tried to do it. Same error. So now I can't have any Java, apparently, on this computer, <laughs> which is fine. That's, that's fine. I'm not going to cry about it or anything. Yeah. Should have just left it, right? Should have just left yeah, well enough alone. Pain, yeah. Yeah, Huge. Java's a pain in the ass. I mean, there's you know, there's always new versions you have to get, and if you got the old old files in the background, they cause issues and compatibility issues. And if you're an app developer and you're trying to use Java, you got to make sure that your program works well with it. And it's it's a pain in the ass on our end as users, you know, to have it on our computer. And if you're Google, they're if you're yeah. Google, they're trying to sue you. I mean, it it just yeah. nothing works, you know. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait till we evolve past the use of Java at some point. I don't know what's going to replace it, really. If it's going to be just HTML5 or something else, but it's getting old. Will we? I I don't think we will. I think there's at this, at this rate, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> at this rate, Oracle will make sure never. No. I, I never. I didn't throw it in the rundown, but I mean, we can we can talk about it if you guys want. Just they 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 had their their appeal, right? Oracle, you guys remember like what yeah. was it? 18 years ago (laughs) like oracle sued google and the judge learned he didn't learn to like code java but he learned to do uh the api calls what was it a range check or something 
He actually yeah, took a weekend and like taught himself how to do that so that he could rule, you know, with with a little background, some information. And of course, Oracle uh, appealed it, and uh, for some reason, they they said that yeah, they were they were right. So now Google has to appeal it to the the high court or something. I don't know. It's all yeah, games. Right. It's not the wrench check algorithm's not the problem. It's the name of the functions and stuff. I think it's the APIs. They were saying, yeah, yeah it, it's it's the APIs, and you can't copyright APIs. <laughs> copyright like if a function is called max or something, can you copyright M A X? You can, well, but then well, nobody else will. How do you expect other people to use it then? No, yeah. Does Oracle now own the word MAX? Yeah, that's you, you can never. You have to take it out of Excel and everywhere well, else. Yeah, the, it's a I function. What's going on. Functions are named anything. Uh, yeah, but it's like Texas MAX, as does every other language. <laughs> it's yeah. like Texas Instruments trying to copyright the cosine function because it's a button on their calculator. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah, you you can't copyright that. It's not a thing that you made it's a thing you like implemented i don't know know, talking about outrageous things did you guys see i did a i came across i think i put it on google plus that um amazon has a patent on the idea of taking a picture in front of a background what kind of thing is that what a great idea whoa never thought of that you know Big big ups to to Amazon for just showing how stupid our patent system can really be. You know, you know. So now I can't take a picture against a, a white wall. That's great. That's you know, you would have thought. This more. I'm trolling. surprised eBay didn't beat them to that. <laughs> what, about, what is Apple going to think about it, considering all of their products are usually lined up against some type of a black image or a white image? You know, well, they invented the products. color white, so Apple invented white. So that's true. Amazon <laughs> might actually get sued by Apple. There, I think Nick's <laughs> on to something. Hey, hey, Matt, maybe you could patent, you know, taking a photograph against a lot. I could patent this podcast workflow. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to patent taking a, a, a picture against a hex uh, EEFF10 background. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. It'd be, like a game, it'd be like a game of Pokemon. Collect them all, just each different, uh, different hex code for your background. Yeah. All of them. Why yeah. stop with white? There's so many other colors. <laughs> yeah. I went through W3C schools, and now I'm suing for this patent. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, did you guys see the article on Recode about how all of these cord cutters are gulping down all of this bandwidth? Uh, kind of talking about, they say uh, Sandvine, it's a broadband networking company. They provide periodic reports on web usage. They say the top 15% of streaming video users go through 212 gigabytes of data every month. And that's more than seven times the average broadband user who uses 29 gigabytes. So saying that if you 
don't have TV, if you're just using the internet, right, mm-hmm. you're going to use way more internet than if you had TV also. Yeah, it's pretty logical, but like I'll well, say, thank you, Captain case, Obvious. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll say in our case, we have a lot of people in our house, and so while we do have cable, we probably we probably download and and upload more than your average person anyway as well. Maybe not more than your average household, but yeah, but yeah, that's pretty obvious. <laughs> I mean, what did what do people expect on on an analysis like that? Is that even an analysis? No, I don't have any internet. I don't have any television, so I might as well get online. You know, yeah. or maybe they were thinking, okay, if you don't have television, read another book. That's true. They also should study that correlation. Has their way, that won't be a problem because you won't be able to use the internet unless you have television. Yeah, that's why they do it. <laughs> In I don't that, know if you guys want to get into it? I, I, did, I have this week watched the Tour de California. Streaming on uh, on NBC, and that is getting really outrageous. It's 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 tons of commercials. You can't see it if you're not a subscriber to a you know a, one of the legitimate TV channels. I mean, they mm-hmm. bundled it with TV and loaded it up with more commercials than you can imagine, and it's just it destroys the whole thing. It's like uh, it's terrible. Just when you think it's going to be online, it's going to be more convenient and more uh, inside track kind of thing. You're really not missing out if you were just sitting on your couch watching it on your big screen. Right. It's just, you know, or I can watch it off my computer on my big screen. But the idea that I have this, I like I kind of checked it out. It's like about 30% of the time is commercials. Uh, you yeah. can only watch it if you're a subscriber to one of the anointed TV things. And by the way, you know, Comcast happens to own NBC, and NBC happens to own the Olympics and the Tour de France for the next 10 years. I mean, we're just getting, it's really getting bad. Yeah, and it's not not just the ads between, like, like, like those periods of time that you're watching your show, and then the ad, you know, two plus minutes in between, it's all the ads you're dealing with in the actual program content itself. So, yeah, I mean, you're basically watching a continual stream of ads. Well, and there's a little bit of racing. So, yeah. Yeah. Have you watched it at all, Nick? Have you been watching it? The- I've not, but I've watched the Olympics and other things on NBC back, you know, from time to time. And it's it's nothing but ads. And in between, you know, like, say, swimmers, diving, or events, you know, it's yeah. just more ads. You know, yeah. NBC did the Tour de France last year. And instead of having a gazillion ads, they said, okay, pay us – and it was $29, and you can stream it. And that's to me, is a better deal. I'd rather pay whatever it takes. Yeah. We're actually enjoying more of what you're supposed to be yeah. not the ad, so yeah. yeah. But anyhow, Comcast is really, uh, I mean, they've got the Olympics tied up. They've got the Tour de France tied up. They've got, you know, they're the biggest ISP. They're trying to buy Time Warner, and they own NBC. I mean, there's so much conflicts of interest. And this idea of bundling TV and internet access, well, you can't see it on the internet if you're not a TV subscriber. Of I mean, course. it's just, yeah. God. Jesus, somebody's got to put a stop to it. Yeah. Well, that's what makes, that, that's what makes or keeps pay-per-view a, a relevant model because you have the option for some content yeah. you just pay for and watch the whole thing. So. 
the and that's what they did last year with the Tour de France, and it was worth it. Twenty nine bucks, and you can see all of it for all the days, and not have to do you think all of this griping about the, the bandwidth being used by the cord cutters, um, do you think it would be an issue if there were packages of 10 megabits per second or lower? Mm. No, I think it's you know, just data over time is, is what they're really concerned with, that, that monthly amount. So, like, they'll say, hey, you can, you know, have a 50 meg down connection, but you'll, you can only get two or 300 gigs a month or something like that. You know, that's that's what they try to hold you. I don't think they care about much about how much you're downloading at any one time because they're going to cap you anyways. You're going to be limited to 50 megs, even though theoretically you could pay more and download at a faster oh, rate. So okay. I think I think that's really what they what they care about. So yeah, that, well, you know the NV, yeah. the CEO of Comcast oh, this sorry. week gave a speech in which he said within five years they would have caps on all accounts. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, not only that, we risk, you know, like with net neutrality being, you know, being uh, potentially thrown out. Um, we, if you're a cord cutter, maybe you even pay more for an Internet connection than someone that is not a cord cutter. So that may be yeah. something you do. Yeah, right. so. Well, that's what they buckle up. Isn't it that way already? Like if you subscribe to TV, did they give you a discount on, on your Internet or not? I think yeah, you can get a discount for not using cable, but I don't think it's it's. I would have to look that up, but I don't believe it's. I, they highly incentivize you using cable. So. Right. I remember you were saying a couple of years ago, um, in a in a letter I got talking about data caps coming. I haven't seen it yet, fortunately. Yeah, same here. Lord yeah. knows I screwed. Well, in this. Said in a speech, within five years that will be the case across their whole footprint. No, he said if you made no, 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 no. He said if you made me predict today, I would predict that in five years, Comcast at least would have a usage-based billing model rolled out across its footprint. So they just like yeah. asked him, "Where do you see yourself in five years?" And he's like, "Rich." Yeah. <laughs> Rolling in dough. Rolling in the dough. They have 20 million customers about. Uh, and it says uh, in 2012, they increased their existing cap from 250 gigs to 300. So if you don't have a cap, but your cap is 300, like that means you have a cap then, right? Yeah. Well, it's okay. like, how, how do you have net neutrality? How do you fight for net neutrality for Tom Wheeler if you're trying to put two different tiers, you know, of, of users, essentially? So We're all going to be to... neutral in that everybody gets one gig. <laughs> we'll, all get, we'll all get split yeah, equally. And Comcast won't count. And, and NBC traffic that Comcast owns won't count against your cap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what they would do. Yeah, it's just total conflicts of interest and crazy bundling. Wow. Yeah, that's that's technically not net neutrality, but I don't know what the hell Tom Wheeler's thinking, you know, arguing otherwise. So is tomorrow the big day for the proposal? Yeah, I think that we're gonna. He'll. Yeah, I believe so. We shall. See. What are we expecting? <laughs> Some lube. Doom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doom glube and. Expecting Google to come up with something, something big. There you go. 
what if okay what if one of those loon balloons fell out of the sky and crushed tom wheeler like would that blow minds or what (laughs) absolutely beautiful i'd rather i'd I'd settle just for google deciding that west los angeles is a place to offer fiber that would have made it too good yeah, Didn't I bet try, you would. <laughs> Did they try that there, or was that San Francisco? I know they were trying somewhere in, in, on oh, the west. They're looking at 34 cities. Oh, wow. Not which San Jose, as I recall. But yeah. none of which are the giant cities like Chicago or New York or L.A. Even San Francisco. I like... And, you know, there was a, a, the guy that's the head of Google Fiber, Milo somebody. I can't remember his last name. Nadine, I think. About six months or a year ago, he in a speech said, hey, this is a real business and we're going to really do it. Um, and I haven't, I caught that and did a blog post on it that, I, you know, I don't know if they've officially declared it, but he sure said it. Uh, that we're, this is not an experiment and it's not trying to just tweak the uh, cable companies. This is a real business and we're about to have to get into it. So I hope he's telling the truth. Well, Google's trying to find other ways to make money other than just ad revenue on YouTube and Google searches. So, I mean, they're trying to find something that works. You know, like yeah. they're trying glass, they're trying these pilotless vehicles. I forget what they call driverless cars. Yeah. You know, they're, they're trying everything. So, did you see the driverless car on the last episode of Silicon Valley? <laughs> I don't no. want to spoil anything, but keep an eye You've on been the track. Watching it. Yeah, it's I'm so good. It. It's like my favorite show now. It's so good. Really? It's so funny. I watched the first 15 minutes and I thought, oh, this is kind of boring. I've never gone back. I should give it a shot. Gotta give it's, it a shot. Okay. Sort of, you know, it, it's parody, you know. Oh, for sure. It's like parody of the utmost. <laughs> it's so good. I think, I think I'm on the third episode is the last oh. one that I saw, so I'm behind. Oh, I'm going to go. When we hang up, I'm going to go watch it. You guys endorse it. <laughs> yes. We Yats endorses it. Yes. Sure. <laughs> I like Damn here it, it talks about Time Warner Cable, right? Which, you know, Comcast is trying to uh, get their their greedy little greasy hands all over. Uh, it said last year they began testing a new 30 gig usage capped billing option to its broadband customers. They offer discounts to those who agree to limit their usage. <laughs> we'll give you we'll give you if you use less, we'll give you less and we'll charge you well we're going to still charge you the same, but we'll give you less. <laughs> we'll pretend like we're charging you less for the first year, but then it's going right yeah. back up again. Yes. Everything goes up every year whether it needs to or not. That's I'm right. one of their customers, and now that you mention it, I don't think they. Maybe I could find out, but I have no idea how much. Yeah, how much? How many? Yeah, I've tried looking. You know, up to about a year and a half ago, I was able to, from time to time, go onto my like I use Comcast, but I would go essentially to my Comcast profile, and I would be able to find how much I've used. In the last year, I, I've gone to the site probably three or four times. I can't find it. I literally can't tell how much data I use. It doesn't come out. On our bill, we still get paper bills every month. I have no idea how much bandwidth I use uh, in a month, but I know I use a lot because there's eight people in this house. So yeah. Are eight you guys? People, how many computers? How many streams can you have going at once? Everyone's got a computer, and most of us have a mobile device or a, and or a laptop. 
Um, yeah, 15 streams going at once. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, my wireless router is right up here, and I can log into that at least. So maybe I'll see if I can figure out data usage from that. Yeah. But, uh, there, there's a list of connected wireless <laughs> uh, signals uh, pretty, pretty long on that. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's interesting. Can you other guys? I, I've not tried. I'm going to try to find out if I can see from Time Warner how much. I have no idea how much uh, it's on consumer. Yeah, that's true. You, you don't know generally in like homes, right? Like on, on phones and stuff, we're used to that, the tracker. Like you can go into your account or whatever. You can go into, you know, Android has its own and you can just see right there. We don't really have anything for that. That's kind of interesting. Like even my electric company, I can go online and like they give me charts of usage and average costs and all that. Nothing like that for, uh, for internet. And for, for something that they keep hyping that, like, oh, we're going to, you know, meter your use or you have a cap, you'd think they'd want us to be able to keep track of that kind of stuff. And they quote statistics. They'll say, like, oh, only 0.01% exceed this cap that we're thinking of putting on. So don't worry. It won't affect you. But, yeah, I'm going to check. I'll try to check. You guys should all check. See if you can figure out how much you're using. I'm in mine right now trying to see usage on here. Supposedly they offer a usage bill, and damn it, I can't find it just yet. Diligent billing and usage. We'll have to. We'll yeah. talk about it on the community, and then we'll come back next week and we'll, uh, yeah, we'll go through it. Everybody try to see if they can. Homework, listeners, and us. <laughs> figure <laughs> out figure out how much internet you're using. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, Larry will grade you on your performance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the assignment is due next Tuesday. Exactly. Sorry, I did not see this on my syllabus. <laughs> <laughs> There's been an update. When you when you sign the contract, you know it could be updated any time without your consent. So there you go. And you get extra credit if you also get your mobile usage. You get you charged more if you. <laughs> that's awesome. You get you get a gold star. That's good. That's true. And all of those are very in demand, man. <laughs> mine, mine is only showing me how much money. How much money you charge? Yeah, that is no it. problem. That they have no shyness about. <laughs> give me give me a chart. Interesting. I'll check into that now. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's see. Oh, Nick, tell us Flappy Bird's coming back. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. And yeah, just... I just, I just saw, yeah, I just saw this article, the game we all love to hate, or I in particular love to hate. Flappy Bird, Android and iOS game. The, the real version, not all the thousands of knockoffs. No, this is, is the Dong Nyong version, right? Yeah, this is that guy. That's <laughs> right. Dong Nyong is the real deal. Monster. Yeah. His, his name is Dong no, Young, and he made Flappy Bird. And remember, we called that, right? We're like, he's going to be back with a hyped-up Flappy Bird 2, right? And you know yeah. what? Just like any good game, when their their original game is a hit, and then they have nothing else, right? They're like, I'm all out of ideas. What do you do? You make it multiplayer. Boom. Oh, wow. <laughs> Flappy Bird 2. It's going to be multiplayer. That is weird. Right? How that's gonna work? I want. Okay, I I'm, want. I'm interested. Consecutive. Mo- I want it like at the same time. What's that called? Like Contra back in the day was like at the same time, not oh, tandem. Yeah. You have to tandem. wait until I die, and then you can play the level. Like that's fun. Or co-op. Yeah, have like a co-op. Red bird, co-op. A Thank you. Blue bird, a green bird. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that goes. 
Am I the only person that never played Flappy Birds? I never played it either, Ant. We just talked about I, it on AOTA. <laughs> I, I played it once. I got, I think, maybe a high, a high score of two. Like, the first time I got one. I think I got two. And he's and good. Was, like, he's really good. <laughs> I was this close to throwing my phone. Literally, I've had cell phones for a long time. I've never thought about pulling my phone until I played that game. Oh, oh man, that game is evil. So, yeah. <laughs> I can't afford to throw a phone, so yeah, I got to uninstall. That makes me want to go to the OnePlus One site and enter my phone to get destroyed and then throw my phone. <laughs> then throw it. <laughs> yeah. You got to get I'm, an invite first, though. You got to get an invite. Don't that's true. Phone. And then I will get angry and throw my phone. That's where uh, let's see. Apple is this uh, is this for real or is this? I feel like this isn't happening, but maybe Apple's gonna buy Beats for three point two Instagrams. Is that legit? Doctor Dr. Dre apparently seems to think so. Yeah. So, Did uh, Doctor Dre not get the memo that Apple likes to keep things on the DL until they're actually announced? <laughs> He's like on Facebook, like, "Yo, check this out. I'm rich." I mean, I was rich, but now I'm rich. Yeah. Better yet, doesn't he know that Apple don't have any people of color on their executive org chart? They do now, or they will. Yeah. They <laughs> yeah. will soon. We'll see. No, it, I, I, I still haven't bought into it because I haven't seen a confirmation on it. But after digging a little more, it's, it's geared more towards a uh, streaming service and so forth. And that makes a little more sense than the hardware because um, you guys know the hardware is horrible. Well, maybe it's all a, like yeah, a gimmick, it right? Maybe more of like a par- partnership. Yeah, I mean, it may be something more like a partnership. Like, uh, I was going to, uh, the other name for, just left me, but oh, Nike, for example, they're going to no longer be producing some of the fitness accessories, and it's rumored that Apple is going to be coming up with their own fitness accessory likely produced by Nike. Yeah. So this may be something along the same vein where they'll produce their own headsets un- with the Beats logo. So you'll see the, you know, the black and white dancing people with, you know, the white yeah, yeah, earbuds yeah. with the Beats logo. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe that's what we're going to see in the future at the next, uh, whatever they call it, uh, w- WWDC or whatever. So. I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious what this does for like Android phones that came with Beats, you know, like, is that, if this goes through, is that a weird thing now that like, Oh, look, Beats is exclusively Apple and some of these old crappy Android HTC phones, right? Yeah. All right. Well, I know HP also has had, up until recently at least, as far as I know, they still have an agreement with or a partnership with Beats. So, you know, some Oh, yeah, of they did doing some laptops, didn't they? I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, and it's all, like we were saying, it's all, like, gimmicky. Maybe, I, I don't know, maybe for a phone and for a laptop – Compared to what was in there before, having Beats in there is good. But don't let that confuse you with, like, these are awesome-sounding headphones. No, no, they're not at all. They're completely crap. I mean, if you're you're into that sound profile and using, like, the Beats audio profile or whatever you call that, and then you're using, like, Beats headphones, I'm sure that if you're in the right type of music that fits that sound profile, that's probably... The bomb. That's probably what you want to be in. <laughs> you have to listen. Audio file, not so much. You have to listen to Dr. Dre's The Chronic on <laughs> this sound profile using right. 
beats, right? And yes, then that's yeah. you're locked into their ecosystem. And at that point, you might as well just EQ your own damn shit and use any headphones you want, right? I mean, it's like, I don't... Oh, Beats. And honestly, their logo kind of reminds me of the Chrome logo for some reason. Yeah. The dot with the circle in it. Isn't this kind of an admission of bankruptcy of ideas by Apple? I mean, you think of Apple as making you know, really nicely designed. I mean, why are they buying a piece of... Come on, why don't they at least do a deal with Bose or something? Yeah, it is exactly. kind of weird. Bose, Apple right? Premium logo. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, Beats has a ton of users. That's yeah. so many right? idiotic... There's so many idiotic teenagers and idiotic parents of said idiotic teenagers that bought all of these $300 headphones that sound like crap because yep. they look good, you know, and granted some of them do look nice yeah. man, they just they, they don't sound good. I think you're misunderstanding the purpose of them. If you want something on your head that looks nice, what you want is a hat. A hat. <laughs> a hat. <laughs> Maybe a I mean, nice turban. I don't know. Stylish looking headphones there. I can't fool was, with it. My so he, he also is a, uh, they have a bunch of subscribers to a streaming service. Too. I right. didn't know about that. Yeah, so Apple's got that already, don't they? I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, Beats, Beats, yeah. Well, Beats came out like maybe a couple months ago with their own Beats Audio or Beats Music Service, and it's interesting. Like I don't remember exactly how it works, but I know it's it's got a unique play system, and like you can assemble uh, like a radio like a radio track by essentially putting a sentence together. You know of different t- adjectives and adverbs and then that's the sound profile of the music you're going to listen to Nick, so that type of music plays, Nick, so. that that sounded completely ridiculous i just want to just want to say it it does and they don't ha- i think i i've heard or read somewhere that they have about 300,000 subscribers so they're not a big music service but they're another music service and they're they're known for their yeah. their branding so that that's what apple wants but that's, it's that's apple it why didn't they buy like if they wanted that why didn't they just go buy like Ardio or mog or spotify or pandora or slacker or stitcher or i mean there's like a billion right you could have bought yeah. five and, and had more yeah. more users I, I i don't know it's a weird move i think we'll see what happens it probably won't even happen right well, well maybe like I'm sorry, Nick. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, maybe there's something in the music service they want to add to their own iTunes service. Maybe Some, some technology. Yeah, proprietary technology that, you know, is going to come with Bingo. that. So, yeah. Bingo. Or maybe they're just bankrupt of ideas. In this <laughs> or maybe. Oh, we know that. <laughs> Blasphemy! Blasphemy! Are you saying no Apple no is not innovating anymore? <laughs> no more innovation from Apple? Oh, snap. Hey, you guys want to hear? I'll tell you what Apple should do. Tell if us. They want an innovative product. Here you go. I'm going to give you my uh, business of the week. Oh, they boy. should build a really good reading device. They should. They could kill Kindle if they yeah. wanted. I mean, Kindle is so flawed, and you could do such a good job of integrating, uh, you know, speech to text. And the reading experience. If I were Apple, I'd build a Kindle. And just, I mean, imagine how good they could make e-ink look, right? Like the Apple e-ink, it would look like paper, right? Yeah. Yeah. They would make it look good. They could integrate. I mean, Kindle, any reading machine needs good integration with speech to text. 
I don't want to make my marginal notes by typing on a little shitty keyboard with my fingers uh, <laughs> on glass. I want to tell Siri. And I want them to be there when I want to find them and search them. And, and the Kindle to me is ripe for taking. And Apple is a good company to take it. Why would they want yeah. to? Well, and think about it, Larry. You could, you could just tell Siri to do all that stuff, right? Like, space my margin. Siri, take this note. Siri, do this. Like, they could just incorporate it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, I I have a, I will have to do a blog post on that. uh, Because it just seems like, I want it. Please, Apple, do it. Do it right. Larry, as soon as you write that. As soon as you write that blog post, you need to run to the patent office, okay? Haul <laughs> <laughs> ass, my man. <laughs> Actually, I, you know, I think I wrote an article not saying Apple should do it. Remember with the old bike? I think I did that sort of saying, this is what I want a reading device in, in the old bike. Is the old bike still around? You guys? I think that they killed it. Did they? Yeah, that would be no. That's gone for a couple years, I thought. About two years, I think. Oh, yeah. The the domain goes to a page on informationweek.com. That's an ad. Okay, we'll skip the ad. Uh, and then it goes to, hello, we were unable to find the address you requested. You may search for the content you are seeking using our search form or email support at so everyone that's listening should email support at informationweek.com and ask them what happened to bite that's your other homework (laughs) bite (laughs) at least sell it give us the domain like that's a cool domain and you're just redirecting it to some stupid information i mean come on come on what are you gonna do with it damn lawyers damn what right it's all about the lawyers. I'm going to go to community college. I'm going to take some classes, and I'm going to become a lawyer. And then we'll fight evil with evil. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you even imagine? Uh, did you guys see this article on Lifehacker uh, about now, if you live in certain places, and you need to, you can text 911 in an emergency. So, uh-huh. like... I can't get to the phone, or maybe I'm driving, so you know I, I shouldn't be talking on the phone. I just send a little text. Hey, I'm texting while I'm driving. Probably gonna crash into somebody. Might want to send help. And then send it. I personally think that's a bad idea. Um, seems like people respond to that ringing of a phone kind of thing. Yeah. Um, versus the yeah. chime of a text message, the chime of an email. Just just watch in day to day life. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be someone sitting in an enterprise office. It could just be the average neighbor. You know, if they're sitting there having a conversation with you and their phone goes off, ding ding, you have mail or whatever. They sort of continue to talk to you and just go on about. So you're it. saying like the, you're you know saying, saying the nine one one dispatcher is gonna yeah. just like totally not see the text. But when they it's get that nature, call, yeah. it's go time, right? Right. right. Oh, it's just in nature to pick up that phone when it rings. I'll tell you, that's true. When I Back in the day, I used to work tech support for this little ISP around here. And I worked from home, so I would forward the phone calls to my house. I would wake up, and I'd you know make food, and I'd do this for eight hours and get paid in my living room, right? It was awesome. Uh, we also had an IRC room. And even though I had 
uh, notifications as best as you could in IRC to ring stuff, right? When someone asks a mm-hmm. question, nine times out of ten, I would miss most of the chat uh, people asking for help. But every single one of those phone calls, they got service. I'll tell you what. So that's a that's a good point. You are you if they do it crappy like that, it's not gonna be good. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be better than that though. Yeah, yeah once you get through the attack. Please join the IRC nine one one channel <laughs> and wait for the next available operator. We're sorry. We're having a land party right now. Can you give us about 10 minutes while one of us respawn? Hold on. This match is almost over, okay? Three more frags and we'll get to you. Uh, That's awesome. Not a good idea. Uh, The providers supporting the service are AT&T, Sprint, T-Mobile, Verizon. So, you know, all of them. Uh, For the time being, only certain states and counties have call centers that support 911 sexting i mean texting but the goal is to get this service rolled out nationwide as soon as possible so we can all do it right if you're located in an area that will allow the service make sure you provide your location when sexting 911 call centers will not have the ability to triangulate your location the same way they could with a phone call so you know what that means, this right? It's gotten better and better, cuz. You know what that means, right? <laughs> like I can just send SMS messages into the ether yeah. to nine one one, and you'll have a SWAT team at your house. Right. Oh man. <laughs> I'm kind of with you, you now. This is all. not a good idea. <laughs> not so much. Yeah. I get why they want to be able to do that because the next step after accepting text messages is automating it. So now it's just text talking to some text that sends a text that then eventually cops will show up. Maybe just automate the whole process. You know, and there's potential there. If you can like, like you can have your GPS coordinates, you know, put in there if you're like kidnapped, you know, I'm over here. GPS coordinates are sent you know, with SMS or something like that, you know, that kind of meta information down the line, if they develop some sort of a system for this, I mean, I don't think that exists now, but there's potential in this in the future, but they're going to have to work on it a while. Obviously what it sounds like they're planning to do may have some holes in it. So, well, and a lot of SMS clients do that now, right? Like you can attach your location to a message. You can attach an image. You can, I can like take a picture of the car I just ran into and then attach my location data to it. And then that's Here's awesome. a picture of the inside of my trunk. Right. Send help. I'm going to record audio and you're going to figure out where I'm at based on that audio. I've seen this in a oh, movie. No, not to Instagram, to 911. Ah, shit. <laughs> hey, everyone. Hey, friends and family. I'm in a ditch. Not to that nine I met last night that I put in my phone as 911. That's my bad. <laughs> All right, uh, let's wrap things up with this. I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, on Ars Technica, Dan Gooden had an article about steganography. We've talked about that before, right? You guys know it's the, the, the art of putting things, hiding like text inside of images or inside of other texts, right? Stuff like that. Um, there's this cool thing that this guy in New Zealand made, I believe. I think he's in New Zealand. But anyway, it, he made this little encoder, which will basically take your message 
and turn it into like some sort of Unicode font that is like has a message hidden inside of it. And you can like here if you, if you go, uh, I don't know if we have the bandwidth. I'm gonna try and do a screen share here. Hold on to your horses. Is that <laughs> is that it? It was there for a millisecond. Yeah. Is that it? Okay. So you see the text here, right? says the text hidden in this tweet is so secret that it's impossible for adversaries to read or detect. Hashtag steganography rock, right? Okay, so in that message, there is this, like, hidden message inside of it that you can't see until you encode it back to the original font, and then you can can, uh, actually read the message. Kind of cool, though. Um, there's a link I threw it. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. You can mess around with the uh, encoder. Here's what it looks like. So you put in your tweet here, right? I had a great day at the beach, for example, what they use. And then you put in what your hidden message is here, right? <laughs> Kidnapped by pirates. And then here is the tweet that you would copy that has the font encoded in it that you can then post on Twitter. And if you knew what, what kind of encoding it was, you could then get the secret message out, right? That's kind of cool. I thought, I thought it was kind of interesting. It, it's neat. It I don't quite follow the encoding versus decoding. Yeah, how does it work? You know, this doesn't look like Google Translate. <laughs> you know? No, no, no. It's it, the letters that make up the secret text, they're expressed in this Unicode representation that is included in the public message. They say the encoding added to the messages explains the unusual spacing and fonts found in the tweet and with a little more work or in formats not as constrained as Twitter's 140-character limit, it would almost certainly be easier to create messages that appeared less crude. So it has to do with the A, the different fonts, that are used for each right. character and be the spacing between. So those are two factors that are used to that. So that's interesting. So, and how about the size of the, the type? Is that also very in encode information? The size of the font? I'm not sure. Maybe because yeah. it looked like it was big letters and little letters and colors too. Weren't there different colors or not? Yeah. No the the the, t- the color was the same. That those oh. were just hashtags. That's how Twitter, yeah. you know. But yeah, I don't know. I thought it was kind of interesting that you can kind like cool, change. Yeah. Well, there's some additional characters placed in there. Like there's a uppercase, like a O, the letter O, it looks like is in there. Right, and, and that's what it says is that those those are the characters that have like the, the special message in them. If you take all of uh, the ones that are of that weird Unicode, that would tell you the message. And, of course, our brain pick just reads. Right? It, yeah. Isn't that you know, weird? Just, you can read words with letters missing. You can read uh, yeah. With all the letters there, but spacing is weird or font change. So that's interesting. The brain is doing its work here. Yeah, go brain. I am obviously not smart brain. enough to figure this crap out. Yeah, it's absolutely. But you don't have to, Ant. That's the great part about it. Somebody else made this awesome generator that'll code and decode for you. I mean, it's hard enough just trying to figure out Twitter. The conversations in the other day because of the whole 140 characters. You get people uh, abbreviating so many different words, you know. Yeah, we know if you and the 911 call center both use the same cipher, you can say, hey, I'm, I'm going on vacation, but really pirates have kidnapped me. So, <laughs> and they will know. 
the kidnappers will think you just sent someone a message that you're on vacation. We should get the those. Sure that drink in my car from the inside. <laughs> you could hide a message in that also. <laughs> That's true. You got another message in the future. Uh, and he does all this in JavaScript. It's kind of cool. It's called stagofthedump.js. So uh, we'll put links to all this in the show notes. Hey, yeah, another tech show. Daka. What? Oh, so it's just so we can all go use it. It's just, yeah, we uh, can use it like yeah, right now. Oh, I'm going to send a secret message to 911. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tweet at 911 this secret message. <laughs> they will respond to tweets, though. I bet you. Not text, but tweets. Okay. You think? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look what you started. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Some, some yeah, little, a little different since we've talked That's about steganography good. before. I thought that was an interesting use. Uh, they say it'll work uh, with, like, Twitter. It'll work in email. Anything that that Unicode font will work well. And they say Facebook probably won't work and Google Plus probably not because of the way they... Uh, do the renderings, the encoding. Like you have like different, like in Google Plus, if you do uh, asterisk before and after your sentence, it'll bold it, right? So right. they're doing something else besides just pure Unicode in there that will mess it up. But they say Twitter it works, email, just like if you just send it in an email, it'll work. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of interesting. Mess around with that. We'll uh, we'll play around with it a little bit and see what's what's happening. Uh, is there anything else we wanted to talk about? The Microsoft 399 Xbox One without the Kinect? Drop yeah, it? I threw, that, I threw that in there. Basically, Microsoft has been doing the classic 180 for the last year. You know, they announced their Xbox One with a whole bunch of DRM and a bunch of other unpopular decisions. And, and Sony, as a console maker, has been winning this console war by producing like a $100 cheaper console that's more powerful, that's a more dedicated game machine without all this craziness that Microsoft has been doing and then Microsoft, you know, they had a hit to their public relations in terms of basically some bad decisions on their part. And over the last year since they announced their Xbox One at last year's E3 to today, uh, essentially they're now announcing, you know, their console's been out for six months and they've been selling about half as many consoles as a Sony PlayStation. So they're basically reacting to to public pressure. A lot of people like me don't want to buy the $500 console with essentially a $100 webcam on it, you know, that's on all the time or anything like that. And uh, a lot of people that buy their consoles up till now have just not been using their Kinect. And now they're like, you know what? We're losing this console war. We're going to go ahead and make a Kinect-less version of the Xbox One console for for everyone. So in June, they're going to have that version out. So it's going to be $100 cheaper, same price as a PlayStation 4, and it's not going to have that camera that hardly anyone's going to use included. So that's kind of cool. Will they call it the new Microsoft Xbox Disconnect? Hmm? Hmm? Anyone? <laughs> no? No? So. Oh, all right. Xbox. Never been a fan of it. Yeah, me neither. You could get the PC and, like, do better games, I feel like. I mean, Project Gotham, when the... When the first Xbox came out, that was cool. Because compared to what was out at the time, and, like, the controller, and the feedback, yeah. like, that was one of the coolest racing games that I've played, personally. And I like those racing games. Like, that was a very realistic for me. It, it, was, it was way cool. Anything after that, though, it was just like, man, whatever. Yeah, I'm a member of the PC Master Race, like pretty much all of us. So it's yep. kind of hard to go back to a console when you've got a PC that's the more PC powerful. The PC Master Race. 
<laughs> and with that and the title of the show, probably, this has been episode 95 of Yats. Every week, yet another techshow.com. Subscribe in iTunes. Leave us a review. We're on Stitcher. Uh, all that stuff. You can email the crew at yetanothertechshow.com if you've got any questions about your tech. Maybe we can help you out with that, perhaps. Uh, Nick Carroll, thanks for joining us. Hey, glad to be back. Check thanks, him guys. out on Attack of the Androids on Tuesday nights. Aunt Pruitt, check him out on Point and Shoot Thursday nights. That is correct. Tomorrow night at about 9 p.m. Eastern. You should mention that thing. Sorry, that was vague. You should <laughs> take two. Point. You should mention that photography contest. Be careful. I don't want the NSA knocking down the door behind me. Yo, that thing about like that, that thing. Yo, you know? Come on. Please. No, nah, there's a, uh, a, prof- a, a company called Professional Litho. Uh, they have a photo contest out there that's open to, to, to the public, but it's a smartphone photography photo contest. The contest theme is on reflection. So take your smartphone, uh, take a shot of something that, you know, pretty much displays reflection. Mm-hmm. Sit it up, sit it up there, and get people to vote on it, and you can win a hundred dollar um, iTunes gift card. Uh, right now, I have a a shot in there, and a couple other community members have some shots in there, and uh, so go in there, check it out. Check out my feed on Google Plus or Twitter. And look for my shot and vote on it because as an Android user, I would really love to get an iTunes gift card just for the hell of it. And uh, Ant, how uh, how do people vote for that? Yeah. You just log in. You can vote with your Facebook account or you can use OpenID like I did because you know I don't have a Facebook account. Oh, that's but, what um, I was hinting at. It is a yeah. Facebook contest? <laughs> okay. Now that's cool, Aunt Pruitt, with a Facebook contest that's not on Facebook. That's totally fine. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. No, it, it, but look up um, profish, Professional Litho on Facebook, and um, the contest is right there on their page. Just put a link to it in the show notes. Yep, and I will link to it, yeah, of course. Yeah, Absolutely. I wanted to take a picture of me holding a report card that says, like, an F in big red and just going, hmm, and, like, reflecting on it. I thought that would be pretty – yeah. All right. Yes. Shout, out, shout out to Mari G. Uh, she's been uh, messaging me. She's been watching our show live and watched the whole thing. Appreciate that. Nice. Shouts oh out God. to listeners. Hell yeah. Uh, Larry Press has a blog, of course. We'll put a link to that in the show notes, as we always do at yetanothertechshow.com. Anything interesting you want to mention coming up, Larry? No, there's nothing interesting. There we Just... go. <laughs> I <laughs> love this guy. For this, uh, the advice to, to Apple that I just outlined. I'll do a blog post. I can't wait. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Have a great night. <laughs> Tech Show. Check us out online at yetanothertechshow.com.